0: Hello everyone and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast by the Gay Men's Brotherhood where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Today I'm your host. My name is Michael Diorio. I am a life and wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. And today we're going to be talking about friends with benefits. Specifically, we're going to cover what exactly a friend with benefits relationship is, why this is common amongst gay guys, uh, what What type of situation would a friend-with-benefit situation work, and when it doesn't? We'll also be talking about some do's and don'ts for having a satisfying friend-with-benefit situation. And as always, we'll be sharing our personal stories along the way. So to help me get into this wonderful topic today is Pepper of The Gay Good. He's going to share a lot of his experiences and expertise. So thank, thank you, Pepper, for coming back to the show. Uh, go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you for those of you who didn't get to see our episode on being kinder on Grindr.
1: Yes, um, thank you so much for having me back. I had a great time um, doing that kinder on Grindr episode with you. and Received some good feedback on it as well. So happy to be here. My name is Pepper. I live in Los Angeles, California, where I am a content creator. Um, My biggest project is an Instagram account called The Gay Good, where we tackle conversations that i believe in the queer community specifically um, as gay men we should be having whether that's how we can be better allies how we can be better towards each other and what information do we want to amplify to heterosexual and homosexual communities alike um, been working on that for about three years now started it in the pandemic um, and it's been a really lovely part of my life not only to grow as an individual to learn from the posts that I make and from my engagements with my audience and to also meet like-minded people like yourself. Um, So thank you again for having me here. I'm excited to get into all of the greatness and the uncertainty and the beauty of the Friends with Benefits relationship.
0: Those are all wonderful descriptive words to describe it. Um, And yes, listeners and viewers, I will be putting Pepper's Instagram account in the show notes. And I'll also actually link our kinder and grinder episode, because that was a great episode. So I'll put them both in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Okay. Let's jump into what this term friends with benefits FWB even means. So before I was preparing for this podcast, I was like, I think I should probably define that because it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my best explanation and then Pepper will see what you have to say about it. So the way I define it is it's a friendly relationship with sexual perks, AKA benefits that happen on a relatively regular frequency. It is not dating, AKA there's no intention for this to become something more. It's, there's no intention or expectation for it to become a long-term relationship. So the vibe in a FWB for me is very casual, no commitment. So think of a platonic friend that you might have, right? Just a regular friend in your in your circle. And then you add the sexual fun again on a regular basis. Not like that one off you did when you were really drunk, but like, you know, regular sexual fun, but then subtract any expectations for it to become anything more, but you still have that kindness and, you know, warmness that comes with a friendship, but none of the weirdness or awkwardness that comes from hooking up with your friend. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I would describe it. It's like a very narrow, uh, Focus of what that could be, um, but ultimately, I think FWB friends with benefits gets a bad rap because you know the words that I hear associated with it in a negative are it's people who are flaky, they're anti-commitment, um, they're intimacy avoidant, um, it's leading people on, it's shirking responsibility, and yeah, I would say to be fair, in some cases that might be true, um, but it also can absolutely be a very satisfying wonderful, healthy arrangement in the right circumstances. And we're going to be covering some of that today. So why might you want a friend with benefits? When might it be good? Some of the the situations that came up for me would be coming out of a relationship. Like I might not want another long-term relationship right away, but I do want a consistent sex partner, but without the dating and getting to know you and the, you know, where's this going conversation. So I kind of want something consistent and yet casual. Another time it could be um, beneficial is if you have like a lot going on in your life, like maybe you have a new career, you're just super career focused, or you're moving or something's going on and you don't have time to prioritize dating and finding an LTR, but it's still nice, of course, to have someone who you can hook up with time and time again, and not necessarily have to like go find somebody new each time, but have a consistent person. So those are just two examples that I thought of that that might be a good time to have a friend with benefits. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about here today, uh, That those kinds of situations. So Pepper, what do you think of my definition? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's pretty perfect. Of course, there's room for
1: interpretation and there's a lot of fluidity and variety in these relationships, which we'll get into. But I think it's important to note that the first word is still friend, friend with benefits. So I think there is a warmness, there's an intimacy that's there. It just doesn't cross the line of romance of expectation of long-term planning it can be you know that saying i'm here for a good time not a long time i'd say these relationships typically don't last years and years but for perhaps some people they can um it could be as you were saying you know having a, a partner a consistent hookup partner sexual partner slash friend while you're getting out of a relationship while you're readjusting while you're working on yourself and also being honest with how much you can give to a relationship. But the first word to me is friend. So as someone who has had a number of these relationships, I still hold these men in a friendly regard. Um, And what I mean by that is I do care about them. I do keep up with them on social media and in person, send supportive messages, want to hear about the projects they're working on um, and have deeper conversations as well. But the expectation, as you articulated, is that this won't progress to something um, substantial or long term or really emotionally um, d- draining, for lack of a better word, but mm-hmm. more emotionally, like exhaustive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that's a, a great de-
0: definition um, and one we'll keep
1: on our minds throughout this
0: chat. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping in mind, like you said, you know, those, those are, those words are all open to interpretation. So, um, I like that though. I like the fluidity and I think that works for me. Like I'm someone who doesn't, I don't like having like labels and and too many boundaries. I like working with the nuance and the gray and going from here to here. So it doesn't always work for people who are really black and white or don't like to, to kind of change those things. Um, let's talk about why friends with benefits is, you know, I think quite common uh, in the gay community. I see that on Grinder, going back to Grinder, uh, a lot, like, you know, just looking for friend with benefits or just looking for consistent fun, but not a relationship. Why is that? Do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. I think as queer people, we are more sexually liberated, um, and perhaps sexually outcasted from the, or outcast from the rest of society. So that gives us a freedom to make our own rules in our relationships. Whether that be a thruple, an open relationship, a friends with benefits scenario, we have more, I guess, um, to choose from, we have more variety and back to that fluidity we were discussing, it just allows us to kind of choose our own adventures um, and to really sit back and think what would be best for me, what would be the most satisfying for me and this individual slash individuals um, that I'm engaging with. I also think in general, there is more of a hookup culture as we've discussed on our kinder on grinder podcast. Um, we're hooking up more. So there are more opportunities for relationships and more opportunities for variety in that relationship. Um, and it goes back to assessing yourself first um, and thinking, um, what can I handle right now? What do I have the space for physically, emotionally? And that gives us room for this sort of niche environment of a friends with benefits um, structure um, that I think when handled well can be really exciting. Um, Lastly, I think the reason this is so common again within the gay community is for better or for worse, I think gay men do a better job of separating um, sexual desires and emotions. Um, Whether that is a product of drama in the past and we're compartmentalizing or whether that is a strength of yours where you can choose and really lean into the emotions or the non-emotions of a moment or an act that will again give us more space to create our own relationships on our own terms.
0: Very well said. Um, yeah, I agree with all of all of that. And with with gay guys, because we are friends with people like obviously other gay guys and those same people could also be our romantic partners I think it offers up a lot of opportunity for the blur a friend Mm -hmm. turning into more than a friend or a hookup turning into that and I think it really offers us just more opportunities than perhaps um hetero or non non non-queer people Mm -hmm, for sure yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why, in what situations it would be you know, right for somebody to pursue a friend with benefits and maybe who it's not good for. Uh, so I can start us off with sort of my list. And then again, I am curious to hear what what you'd have to add to this. So I was sitting with it and thinking about it. And I would say a friend with benefits is good for someone who's, like I said, not looking for the commitment of a long-term relationship right now, Someone who's okay with openness and can handle uh, the challenges that come with openness. Someone who likes that fluidity and likes to kind of have fun making their own rules, kind of creating their own little relationship container. Um, Someone who doesn't need to know the answer to the question, where is this going? (laughs) And also someone who I think is very secure in who they are, what they want, and they know how to express that out loud with words. (laughs) It's one thing to know, who you are and what you want, but then expressing it as a different thing. So that's, you know, if, if that sounds like you, a friend with benefits situation might be good for you. Now, who is it not good for? People who want commitment. If you know you want a long-term commitment, don't get into a friend with benefits situation necessarily. Uh, someone who maybe has a hard time with openness and likes, again, to have those rigid rules around the relationship, around what is friendship and what is not. Uh, Someone who has a hard time communicating their needs, their expectations, and their boundaries. Um, And then someone who might be prone to jealousy, this might not work so well for you, or someone who gets very easily attached. So those are, those are some of mine. Uh, What would you have to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes, I agree with all of
1: that. Um, When it comes to me, I fit in the category of freshly out of a relationship. I mean, it's been four and a half or five months now, but This year for the end of 2023, as we're rounding that corner towards the halfway point, I really want to focus on myself and my goals and building my platforms and really creating a stronger footing for myself here in Los Angeles. So I don't think right now I can entertain slash give my all to a serious long-term relationship. I'm not completely avoiding it, but it's not my priority right now but I do gravitate towards a little bit more intimacy in my sexual relationships. I'm been pretty turned off from the one night stands, the hookup culture. I've recently um, logged out of my grinder account and I'm just focusing on the partner slash pals that I do have. Um, and I'm excited to see and continue to get to know. Um, so that's where I would fall in when it comes to Open, um, friends with Benefits relationships too, something I want to touch on is earlier you s- talked about sort of the stigmas against it. Um, and some of the words um, thrown out were potentially flaky, um, avoidant to commitment, um, non-communicative. But um, in preparing for our conversation, I was reading up online, just seeing what other people were talking about in these types of relationships. And Research does show that there is more communication around boundaries, around consent, around jealousy in friends with benefits scenarios than most additional, I guess, one-on-one long-term relationships. Um, so I think the main thing to remember when it comes to a relationship like this is that it may be sensitive. So while you're asking yourself what you want, what you can handle, what you can give and afford in this relationship, keep that energy when you enter it and give that energy to your friend with benefits to whoever you're engaging in this relationship with and communicate your expectations, how often you want to see each other, whether this will be exclusive or are you allowed to be on the apps or talk to someone slash flirt slash make out at a bar. What does this relationship look for you? And, if you can't answer those questions yet, I don't think you should enter a relationship like this one, um, because there shouldn't be too much uncertainty once you've defined what it is exactly is that you're going to be getting into.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, I was just thinking as you're speaking, you know, we'll get into some examples. I'd love it if you could share some of your own personal examples as well. But, you know, for some people, for me, I'll speak, I'll speak for myself. I haven't like intentionally gone and looked for a friend with benefits how it happened for me historically is that i've hooked up with somebody and it just kind of like we hooked up once we could twice start hanging out with each other and then it kind of we kind of fell into it a little bit does that does that make sense so can we you talk a little bit about the different ways you can kind of find yourself in a friend with benefits situation yeah
1: um, so I think there's two ways. It's whether, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Um, is it the friends before the benefits or the were the benefits there before the friendship? And I'd say the majority of mine have been um, like what you were um, explaining. Like you hook up with a guy a few times, you realize you like your energy, you have a good time, maybe he makes you laugh, um, but you're still not ready. You don't see that relationship becoming something incredibly serious but you continue to see them and grow that relationship. Um, perhaps start hanging out a little bit more. But yeah, most of mine I've definitely fallen into off the apps. And not to counter, but I think I have entered like a dating app or or an app like Grinder with the the goal of finding your friends with benefits. I think it's a tag now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But I'm pretty sure I had that on there for a couple months um, this year, um, letting guys know, yeah, not really dating, looking for anything serious, but yeah, I'd like to get to know you more than just this one night. And I think that allowed me to find guys that were open to having conversations and sharing interests and hobbies and asking more than, um, into, um, yeah. which I look for, um, when, you know, opening myself up in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> um, but in those relationships that, The friendship comes first. I think it's a little trickier to navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes as gay men, there is that elephant in that room. Um, The attraction we may have for one another. I have plenty of friends that I think are sexy, I think are beautiful. I don't want to hook up with all of them, or I don't see anything with all of them, but I can acknowledge um, the beauty of these friendships that I have and these, uh, you know, handsome men that I. I'm lucky to know and to call my friends um, for, of course, reasons other than just their physical appearance. Um, But I would love to share a recent, super recent experience I had. Um, There's been this guy, we'll call him Jasper, um, for all my Twilight fans in the club. (laughs) Um, We'll call him Jasper. Um, For the past, I'd say, month and a half, our relationship has been pretty uncertain to me. There's been flirty energy, there's been friendly energy, Um, compliments of perhaps a little sexual innuendo here and there. And I like things to be very clear with the people in my life. And this relationship was pretty unclear to me. Um, So about a week and a half ago, um, Jasper came over and I sat him down and was like, I want to talk about a relationship and basically explained what I just said. It's a little unclear to me. I'm not sure where it's heading, I know we're both not looking for anything too serious, but I know there is also a mutual attraction there. So if you're open to it, I wouldn't mind exploring our physical chemistry more. And I didn't frame it as an, I'm madly in love with you situation. Um, It was more of a, there's a curiosity here and I'm leaning towards exploring it if you're open to that. And if not, just let me know so I can have some peace of mind and stop overthinking every conversation we have and one, he was really impressed with my communication, and so was I, little Pat on the back for yeah. me there. Um and we had a really sweet conversation that night and opened up about a lot of things in our lives and our paths, our relationship history, um, which I'm really thankful for. Um, he ultimately decided just a couple of days ago he wants to keep it platonic. Um, but I'm happy that he did validate those thoughts and sentiments that I have, that there was some sort of gray area, that there was some communication um, lacking there, that I wasn't going crazy. And two, although it is sort of a form of rejection, I'm mostly relieved to have the clarity in this relationship now of we're, we're strictly friends, it's platonic, and I shouldn't take any flirty comments too seriously. But if the situation of his, um I guess, decision was different. I think that's a pretty strong way to initiate a friends with benefits situation um, with someone you're already friends with is just really sort of having the balls to address once again, the elephant in the room, the attraction, the looks, what are we going to do about this? Are we going to lean into it or not? So that's my recent example of a potential friends with benefit situation
0: which is just a friend situation <laughs> that's what i got for you today that's what's been cooking these past two weeks coach michael is very impressed with that communication like that is textbook like exactly you know it's the vulnerability the courage to have the hard conversation You're you're expressing what you need with kindness. It's coming from a place of love. Like you did it. It sounds like it was fantastic. That to me makes makes it more attractive. So if I was in Jasper's shoes, I'd be like, yes, I want to explore this more. Yes. Um, No, it was a really great conversation. And
1: I was really like tickled when he told me he was impressed with my communication and directness, um, which is something I've been working on. And when it comes to situations like this, I have to credit you too, um, because I listened to the podcast on rejection. And I believe you are the one that said, like, ask out 100 guys, be a hun- be rejected 100 times. And that will just give you the confidence, security in yourself to keep putting yourself out there, um, which I am in a place now where I think I've never been as forthcoming or as confident in asking out a guy or wanting to put myself out there as I have been, because I've been taking more risks and just being ultimately more honest with, again, my needs and what I have to give right now.
0: Yeah, that's ultimately what it's all about. I I often tell people it's actually quite simple, but it's not easy. Like It's simple and, and know what you want and ask for it. <laughs> and then that's it, but but it's very hard for people to do that for a lot of different reasons.
1: Um, I, um, yeah, go ahead. I just got a call from um, a good friend of mine. He lives in Chicago. Um, we met a few years ago, had a little fling, and now we're, we're just friends. Don't know where the relationship would be if we were in the same city, but we're, we're friends. It's pretty sisterly at this point, even though there's still attraction. Um, and he was telling me um, he's in this sort of situation too, and he wasn't exactly sure where it was was going, and I was like, "Well, babe, it sounds like you have, you like, you're needing some answers." And he's like, "Yes, I need answers." And I was like, "Babe, if you need answers, you need to ask questions. And if there's no conversation, you're going to assume things, you're going to overthink. And when entering any relationships, especially a friends with benefits situation, if we get into the do's and don'ts, to me, some of the biggest don'ts are don't assume anything." Don't assume you're the only person they're talking to. Don't assume this could be going anywhere um, if you haven't discussed it. Um, don't assume they'll text you every day. You need to make these things clear about exactly what you're saying, what you want, what you're ready to give. And friends of benefit situation when it comes to making assumptions probably won't work out and can get particularly messy um, and complicated if those if we don't have pure tested
0: guidelines and yeah. open lines of communication. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Okay. Um, before going into the do's and don'ts, I wanna ask you a question. Um, so now now that Jasper has indicated that he wants to be friends, uh, how easy is that gonna be for you to kind of maintain that boundary? Because clearly you have some attraction towards him. I think it'll be fairly easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Honestly, I, I know myself, but now that I have this answer, I, I know what to do with it, you know? It was the uncertainty that was bothering me slash potentially, like, getting me frazzled or coming up with scenarios in my mind. But now that I know that that door of our relationship is closed, I can just focus on continuing to getting to know Jasper as a friend, um, as a sister, um, and someone that I'm, I'm lucky to have in my life. Um, and I also um, want to put out there that the message he sent me um, when wanting or declaring that he wants to keep things platonic was very respectful. Um, Harken back to like the the compassion and the love that I put into our original conversation a week and a half ago and receiving that without any of the cliches like you're too good for me or I know it's not. It's not me. It's you. Or oh, not that one. Yeah, it's not you, one. It's me. Um, there was like no cliches like that. I think you're attractive, but like there was none of that. Which that probably would have made me feel a type of way. But it was just really open, um, open and honest and and loving. And again, the first word of our relationship and of friends of benefits is friend. And I definitely think we handled it as mature friends. Um, and if anything, I think we are closer now as friends because mm-hmm. we tackled this elephant in the room. And yeah, I will probably see him this weekend. We have a small group of friends I see all the time. And I'm I'm excited to see him as a
0: friend. But That's thanks
1: awesome. for asking. Yeah.
0: It's valid. Let's talk about some other experiences if you feel comfortable where you have been in a friend with benefits situation. Maybe we can like tie this into some of the do's and don'ts. Um, but you know, what what has worked? Like when has it worked for you, and when hasn't it worked? Yeah.
1: Um. So, another example I can give is uh, friends of benefits that I had last year. Um, and it was always just friends of benefits. See, We think I'm pretty sure we met off Grinder, hooked up a few times, and then fell into it that way. We would start hanging out a little bit more, play video games, you know, between you know, sexual acts here and there. Um, but it was good and, and friendly. Um, and, you know, one day he did ask me, would you be interested in, in maybe moving this forward, um, maybe going on a date? And again, open and honest, which I always look for um, in friends and in people that I share my life with. I was not open to that at the time. Um, This harkens back to some questions that my mom has asked me before. I'm very open with my mom and um, with my relationships um, with men. Um, In this particular scenario, I told her about this and she goes, well, why not? Why don't you wanna progress things? Why can't you see him as your partner or boyfriend one day if there is sexual chemistry and you do like spending time with them? And for me, it was, I just couldn't see a long-term relationship and I don't want to date someone um, just to date someone or have the boyfriend label, just to have it. I take that type of commitment very seriously. And if I can't see you there down the road, I don't think we should get on the road. Um, so that was a conversation we had. We ultimately decided to take a break from our friends of benefits, um, to the benefits part of our friendship um, and remain friends for a bit. Um, In between that, I did get into a relationship for half of that year, Um, but we've been seeing each other again now. It took, I'd say, three months post me and my breakup with my ex to sort of reintroduce benefits into the scenario. But it's all, again, about communication, being honest, remembering that you're speaking to a friend here. This isn't someone that you want to block or ghost or you want to... Talk to them the way you would like to be treated. You know the golden rule, as cheesy as it can be, it really is a lifesaver um, and a great like life raft in these situations. So that's definitely a situation where things have gone well. Um, situations where things don't go well. I'd um, say an, an example is I hooked up with this guy about a month ago, grinder. Then the very next day he's like, do you want to be friends with benefits and make this a regular thing? And I didn't really know of a nice way to say we aren't even friends Hmm. at this point. But there was a lot of assumption um, and a lot of jumping steps or, you know, not going through the right progression. It didn't seem organic. Um, And I was pretty turned off by that. the communication wasn't there for me. And perhaps I could have gotten to know this individual a little bit better, um, but it didn't make sense. Um, I didn't feel like the way he came about it was talking to me like a friend. And again, I didn't have those feelings of friendship and, and compassion there to begin with. And yeah, it was it was a little bit of a, a turnoff there. Um, do you have any examples in your life where, you know, things could have been done differently or have you seen uh, perhaps in your coaching friends of benefit situation where, you know, something was done that could have been handled uh, more maturely or effectively?
0: Yeah. In my own, in my own situation, I, you know, first of all, everything that you mentioned is, is great examples of how communication, you know, is a do obviously being honest with yourself and others is a do assuming is a don't um, for me, it's about the self-awareness. So like being honest with myself about why I might want this, right? So we talk a lot about intimacy avoidance. And, you know, one of the things with friends with benefits is though, it's for people who are flaky and they don't want actual intimacy. So I think the self-awareness piece is coming in and being very honest with yourself about, is this intimacy avoidance or do I truly, am I just really not? wanting a committed relationship right now. Like I'm not looking for that. And that can be a very hard question to answer for yourself, uh, which is why it's really nice to have someone in your life. You can, who's going to give it to you real, who's going to ask you the right questions, whether it's a friend, a family member, a coach, a therapist, whoever that might be. Um, So for me, I went through a phase where I had like, I was a serial monogamist for a while for like probably 10 years. I had like three long-term boyfriends that were like three, four years each. And after that i was like okay michael time to be single so we're just going to be single and i was very intentional about that and so of course that's when i met like the most amazing guys right i went on dates i was on tinder but i told them all i'm like listen i'm not looking for a relationship i just am dating like i just want to date and have that experience because i never had that experience mm-hmm. um so in that case it really worked for me unfortunately it they didn't always turn into um, a friend of benefits so we dated they wanted more, mm-hmm. I didn't. And so that's where it was like, oh, you're leading me on. And I was like, well, no, I put right in my profile that like, I wasn't actually looking for a relationship. And it was actually shitty for me too, because I'm like, I questioned myself, I'm like, Michael, this is a great guy. Like, what am I doing here? But ultimately I decided to, you know, go with my gut and say, no, I wanted to be single. I'm gonna be single. Um, so I think being honest with yourself about whether you are avoiding intimacy like, out of fear like is this a decision being made out of fear or is this a decision being made out of like self integrity and and honesty um again not every time is going to be the same like it's it's very nuanced I, I know you can appreciate that like it's 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 not that black and white there's a lot of room for fluidity gray yes in this case no in that case right
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Each relationship is different. Each person you're with is different. You yourself are different. Um, you know, I don't think I'm the same person I was last year, three years ago, or when first starting to date men um, and come into my own as like a, a sexual being and as a mature adult. Even that's even saying that sounds weird mature adult. <laughs> okay. Who, um, where? <laughs> yeah. Let me know when that arrives. But yeah, there is a lot of nuance. Um, I do think in general, there are a few rules that you or ideals that you should maintain in yourself. So when it comes to youth, saying, I want to be single, I want to experience, I want to have this time for myself, kudos to you for knowing that and owning that, even if it does come with some hard conversations and you can be thinking, am I passing up a great guy? A lot of this does come down to timing. I think some potential don'ts in relationships, um, or something to caution away from, um, that I hold myself to is I try to limit or completely eliminate the idea of a sleepover. Um, I try not to send like good morning texts. I, I basically try not to do boyfriendy type things um, because that gives a different impression. Also, when preparing for this conversation and on the web, there were a few articles that were like five ways to make your friends of benefits into your next lover or like your next partner. And I was like, no, that, don't do that. No, take that down. That's not the point. And, and of course, relationships are different and perhaps feelings will form. We're only human. We're not perfect beings. But I think it, that also harkens back to understanding what you're getting yourself into at the very beginning. And if you need time to reassess if things start changing, having a new conversation saying, how is this going for you? Be honest about your feelings. Am I getting a little jealous? Has this gone on long enough? Are the lines blurring? Do we want to take it back to friends? Are you also catching feelings? These are all conversations that would need to be had if anything changes. But I think to avoid any, you know, missteps or being on a different page, it's also avoiding those scenarios that make it seem a little bit too serious and a little bit too boyfriendy, boyfriendy, partner, partner, like the, the sleeping over, the text, the the meeting, the families. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, ask yourself, do you want to be introducing this person to your family? If the answer is yes then it sounds like a conversation needs to be had um but I also think it's also about checking in with yourself throughout the relationship is this going well am I being satisfied emotionally physically how is the friendship um it takes um it's like a plant friends of benefits is like a plant and you have to continue to water it
0: um and sometimes that plant may evolve um And everyone's expectations are different. That's the hard part I find. Like you might think, oh, you know, I introduce everyone that I, everyone that I meet to my mom or or dad or whatever. But for me, I might be like, oh, no, no, no. Family's only for like people that I've been in a relationship with for a while. Right. And so everyone has a different kind of level there. So it's really important to communicate like all those expectations, Um, especially expectations about like time spent together. Like if we're going to be friends with benefits, like, are we expecting to see each other like once a week or every other day? Like what, what, what are you thinking is going to come out of this? Because it's very easy for us to just make assumptions like, oh, I'm going to apply the term friends with benefits to you, Pepper. And I'm just going to not tell you this, but I'm going to assume that you're going to come over, you know, every Friday and watch drag race with me. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, no, I do that with this group of friends over here. And like all of a sudden, oops, now we've got, now we've got an issue. Right. So it's about not assuming that and just being very open about All those little things, even things like sex, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: The friends with benefits situations I've been in have always been like non-exclusive sexually. It's like I assume they're out dating other people. They might even have a boyfriend, yeah, and they're open, right? And which is totally fine with me. Um, So, but again, talking about okay, what's the expectation with safe, safer sex? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that something you're doing? Are you having sex with other people? Are you sharing that with? your friend with benefits like oh hey i fucked this guy over here and like is that something that's part of your relationship or is it not it's kind of like being in an open relationship in a way in a way yeah there's definitely when it comes to the sexual
1: aspect of it i do think communication as could be the theme of this episode honestly communication is key but yeah those are valid important questions on safety on frequency every time we see each other is it sexual or are we also going to, you know, go to a movie um, and just enjoy each other's companies without there having to be like an after party at my place um, once we roll the credits? Um, when it comes to, uh, I guess, envy in open relationships in that discussion, I think it's, again, just equally as important to, to um, verbalize what you're comfortable with Maybe I'm okay with it. We are now friends with benefits, Michael. Um, maybe I'm okay with you, you know, going out tonight and meeting someone and taking them home, but maybe I don't want to know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's that conversation too. How transparent are we going to be about our sexual endeavors and then perhaps our dating life as well? Um, when I got into my relationship last year, I was dating some other guys, some friends with benefits situations and I had to let them know I found someone that I'm curious about and I want to solely focus on this relationship exclusively um this is the what's going on in my life so when it comes to our relationship I think the the benefits that are in place should we should take a step back from that um, so that I can be fair to this person who expressed to me they, they didn't want anything open and that they would like something exclusive. So I, I did have to make changes to the other relationships in my life to make space for and respect um, this guy I was excited to get to know, who ultimately became my boyfriend. Um, and once that ended, you know, I was in a place where I knew I didn't want to, where I still know I don't necessarily want a long-term relationship. But I know for myself, i rather be sexual with people that I care about, I know, can joke with. Um, And that's why I found myself sort of back in this Friends with Benefits era, for lack of a better word. Shout out to Mistress Isabel Brooks. But we're in our FWB era, apparently. Um, And I think I'm pretty secure in how I've handled all of this in the past year and managed these relationships. Um, And it all stems, again, from not just being honest with my partners, my friends, these men, but also being chiefly honest, being very real with myself Mm -hmm. and what I can handle today, what I think I can handle in two months um, and deciding to be as equally honest with the guys I'm talking to about what's going on internally.
0: I just had an aha moment um, that you inspired as you were speaking. And I'm hesitant to share it because this is like splitting hairs a little bit. But I think one of the ways that I've gone wrong previously in friend with benefits is mixing it up with what I call fuck buddies. I was thinking of that, too, at the okay. beginning. Of the episode when you were doing the um, when you were giving
1: your definition, I was thinking about mentioning, you know, the reason I, I pointed out that friends with benefits, the word, the first word is friend, because in fuck buddies, the first word is fuck. Yeah. Which I associate more with just a booty call a lesser tier than Friends of Benefits. I, I don't know much about you. Just know that the dick game is strong and you live two miles away.
0: Yep, exactly. And that's exactly how I would define it as well. It's it's the emphasis is on the fun or the mm-hmm. sex. Uh, it's the person I would message at two o'clock in the morning being like, hey, you're <laughs> in, let's mm-hmm. do this. And not not necessarily any other time, only, only on two o'clock in the morning. Not, hey, how was your day? Not, hey, want to go to the movies? 15 p.m. Yeah. You are. so that's where I went wrong I think I think what I was doing was thinking it was a friend with benefits but in fact what I was really kind of wanting was just someone like something transactional I think that's another way to define it as a fuck buddy to me is transactional it's about the fun whereas a friend with benefits is personal it's about the person Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm really happy you, you did
1: bring that up because I'm sure plenty of people listening and plenty of gay men also may struggle with that line um, and maybe it, two people are entering a friends of benefits relationship and one thinks of it more as a fuck buddy and the other one is more thinking of the friend and the the conversations that may be had. another one is thinking more transactional and they both exist you know for their reasons they're both valid. you welcome all of it here of course um but as you mentioned you you may take a misstep without, Truly thinking, well, what is this relationship and how do I want to live within
0: it? I think the beauty of it, beauty of it as well is the fluidity. Like it's not 100% transactional or 100% personal necessarily. It could be, hmm, sometimes it's transactional, but it could turn into something personal or it kind of can flow from personal to now we're just, now we're just, it's about the sex, right? That's mm-hmm. happened too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that also
1: just makes me think of like, I know a a few guys that will have sex with their exes and now it's mostly just transactional because the sex is really good. And I don't think I can do that, but that's me checking myself and knowing that I can't do that. But that just harkens back to the beginning of our conversation with being sexually liberated, having more options and having the tools and the time and the freedom to make our own rules when it comes to all of these relationships that we share with each other.
0: Yeah. And I want to make it clear, unless it wasn't already clear to our viewers and listeners, that we are not advocating for or against anything. We are advocating for like knowing yourself, being honest with yourself and being honest about your interactions with others. Yes. We are advocating for communication. Yes, That's (laughs) what this is really about. Honesty with
1: yourself, with your partners um, and knowing what you're getting into and having the 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 words and the the clarity to express your needs
0: and wants to yourself and to those you care about slash may want to touch and the thing is this is the same advice that I would give people who are in a long term relationship like a committed relationship right it's not any different it's actually quite the same um, having honest conversations about your needs your expectations uh, checking in with each other on hey is this how is this feeling for you are you are you happy with how this is going um, these are all the same tips I'd give monogamous, coupled, long-term, committed relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so were there any other do's and don'ts you have, Pepper? Um, let me take a look at my, my little notebook. By my, my notebook, I mean.
1: My- <laughs> <laughs> I think we've covered most of them. The only um other don't that I had was. I would say it's more of a caution is caution against people that you see all the time. coworkers, perhaps, Mm. Um, if you're on the same soccer team, perhaps, like think about how this could potentially get a little messy, not to share too much because I'm a very different person by then. I'm from then, but I learned at a very young age in high school and college not to entertain, you know, business with pleasure, not that there was much business going on in high school, but you know, close organizations, relationships, people you see all the time was a problem for me. And I know that for myself. Um, so that's just something I would caution against, or just to be aware of if you are interested in someone um, that you're gonna be spending eight hours a day with four times a week, be, be cautious of um, what that could mean for your work life, um, and for your relationship with them as well you don't necessarily want
0: things to spill over um, to areas of life where they shouldn't spill over into very good tip um, and that kind of reminds me of a question that i get quite often actually often often enough that i want to mention it here and actually i want to see how you would answer this and if this was your situation so let's say you have a friend who's in your friend group not your best friend but just someone in your group um and you just think he's very handsome and attractive and then as you get to know him his personality is also very attractive. So you're like, oh, okay, there's this person that I have in my friend group. I want to add the benefits, but I don't wanna make it weird. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't wanna be rejected. I don't wanna ruin the friendship, right? That's something I hear a lot. Um, Have you been in that situation, first of all? Um, I mean, I think this
1: situation with Jasper is pretty mm-hmm. close to it. So I would say yes. Um, I necessarily wasn't fearing The rejection, because it was more of a curiosity than a need to be with you, I'm confessing my love. Um, But I can definitely see how that could be scary for people and people who have had crushes on their friends for a long time, which I don't think I've experienced in this lifetime. Um, But yeah, I think this is the closest example slash experience
0: I'd have to this prompt. Yeah, it's it's happened with me. And what I did is... Instead of communicating it, I kind of communicated with flirting. So I'd kind of flirt here and there, you know, an errant picture here and there with more than really I would send to a friend. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing led to another. And what ended up happening in that case was we did end up hooking up ahead of time. It was kind of like we both agreed, like, hey, I'm just really super curious about getting naked with you and seeing what that's like, but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want anything more. So, we did it the once, we had a great time and it was like, okay, we got that out of our system. But because we had that conversation ahead of time, knowing that like, okay, we just kind of want to, we're just curious here. Um, it, it worked out really well. And we ended up staying friends and still flirting and everything. But because that was out of our system, um, it was kind of okay. So I don't even know if I would consider that a friend with benefits because it was just the one time. It, it wasn't a regular situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I, th- I think that's healthy
1: too. get it out of your system. There's definitely guys that I've been curious about and maybe there's been a a one or two night thing um but those don't didn't lead to a like you said a friends with benefits situation which i think is more intimate um uh, potentially more important but it doesn't mean that you know the times you shared the fun that you had wasn't important yeah. again you communicated you knew the expectation going into it and probably the reason you still have a relationship or can walk away from that um, with a smile on your face is because you already knew you know, the, the boundaries
0: and um, the roadmap once you got there. Yeah, and we were both on the same page. That's the key. He was okay with it and heading up and I would have been like, okay, well, that sucks. I'll just jerk off and fantasize about it later. But luckily he was on the same page. He's like, I actually want to have sex with you too. It's like, great, let's do that. <laughs> Wonderful communication <laughs> yeah doesn't always work and I think that's where I think that's where the fear for a lot of people comes in is you know it really sucks to hear no it really sucks to hear I'm not interested or like that 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 hurts and so that gets in the way of of a lot of different kinds of relationships not just a friend with benefits
1: yeah absolutely I mean rejection is tough it, it's hard um but on the other side you know time heals all wounds mm-hmm. thank you if you approach it respectfully and they reject you respectfully, you will, you will be able to move past that to regrow the friendship, even if it needs to be regrown. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you have good intentions heading into the conversation, even if you're fearing the rejection of this longtime crush you've had on a friend, they'll probably let you down gracefully. Um And... At least you'll have what I have now with my situation with Jasper, like clarity and respect. And you know, yes, there's rejection there, but I'm choosing to focus on the clarity and respect. Um, and hope that anyone listening who's fearful of a conversation like that um, can also, you know, hold and lean into that energy of the fact that someone is seeing you, is taking what you're saying, and not just you know dismissing it, um, but they're actually thinking, "Do I want to?" engage with this person in a different light in a more sexual manner um and that care and time that someone comes to come up with a response even if it's not what you want to hear
0: um to me that counts for something absolutely and if you're having if you're listening and having a hard time like not knowing like what to say or how to say it like reach out to one of us and we That's can help you craft that like pepper gave a beautiful uh, example of of how to do that i do that in my coaching so yeah uh, Hope it's okay that I just offered you up, pepper. Yeah, no,
1: I, I'm actually thinking about like offering a, like a new advice part of my channel as I'm in this new rebrand where I want to be a little bit more visible and a little bit more in front of the camera. So I'm thinking about doing a whole like advice series where I'll, well, help you draft that message. I do that for my friends in my own life. A couple months ago, I was at a restaurant with my roommate and we drafted a, I'm not that into you message, mm-hmm. but respectfully um and with compassion for that guy um, he was talking to and i i enjoy doing that because i think we both understand how tricky these conversations can be um but now that we've had a i'd say success with it um and just being able to walk away feeling good about it it also feels good to help people draft those messages formulate their words and help them get across what they might be afraid to say
0: yeah, I love doing that. Like, it actually thrills me when someone says to me, I don't know how to say it. I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me everything. Like, let's craft it. It's so fun for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Even as a,
1: am a restaurant server by day, sometimes, like, when I'm really hitting it off with the table, I'm like, who needs advice? Forget
0: them. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to add today, Pepper?
1: Um. then I hope everyone has a great day. <laughs> really just that. And okay. thank you for having me on here again, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, um, to have conversations like this, which can be seen as taboo or tricky. Um, I hope that people listening to this have found um, at least a few segments of our conversation they can relate to and see themselves in. Um, And
0: yeah, yeah.
1: thank you for having me.
0: Is there anything else you want to discuss on this topic before we let each other go? There's so many great things, but you know what I learned today? you and I would make a great friend with benefits.
1: Oh, I think so. The
0: communication, it would be sublime. (laughs) I would never have to worry. (laughs) Right, me too. I feel very safe with you, Pepper. Oh, thank you. I am enshrouded
1: in safety and
0: security. All right. Um, So thank you to Pepper for joining us on this topic. Um, This surely will not be the last time we have you here on the Game and Going Deeper podcast. I uh, also want to thank our viewers and listeners for sticking through the episode with us. Um, if you have any questions or comments about this topic, please go ahead and leave that on YouTube if you're watching us, or um, you can come to our Instagram page and leave some comments there. I'm going to put all the amazing link in the sh- links in the show notes. And of course, please go ahead and give us a five-star review. Um, every single review and comment counts. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.